Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, March 22nd. Trust life, even if you cannot trust people, for human nature is unreliable. But life itself, but life itself is ruled by immutable law. Right action leads always, in the end, to victory. Now that's a very important little clause he puts there, in the end, because uh, bad things happen to good people. And honorable good people do not always emerge triumphant in the short run. And of course then, how long before the end is also the question. Um, Many of the principles expressed in this book have to come down to a more expanded worldview than just matter is the only reality, this is the only incarnation, consciousness dies when death comes, there's no life before this one, you know, just get what you can, and if you can get away with it, you're fine. I mean, and that is, that kind of atheistic materialism is is a widely embraced reality in the times that we're living in, whether people actually articulate it or not. It's the, it's the subtext for an enormous amount that's happening in our world today, which is why things are so confusing and so many things are bad is because everybody's just out grabbing for themselves. Just as simple as that. A master predicted that we would collectively, as a, as a planet, come into some very difficult hard times. And hard times financially are caused by an excess of greed. And that greed has just begun to take over our world on a quite a stunning scale. And it's, people are, are thinking that way because why not? <laughs> you know, um, in Kali Yuga, which was the age of this planet, which began to end at 1700 and ended completely in 1900, and now we're in a new era. This is according to the ancient Indian tradition of the Yugas. There's a very fine book, which is called The Yugas, Y-U-G-A-S. It's written by two friends of mine, Joseph Selby and David Steinmetz. It's a, it's a fascinating book about the Indian tradition of, of ascending and descending ages on planet Earth. It's not only the Indian tradition, it's actually the tradition of every um, indigenous or traditional culture uh, where they, 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 they seem to understand that. We've forgotten it, but we're remembering it again. But in any case, um, in Kali Yuga, which is the age of matter and form, and dogmatism and uh, institutional religious authority, um, people's baser impulses were held in check by religious dogma and the threat of hell, pretty much. Um, but as we've moved out of that age of fixed realities into this age of energy, where, we, where the individual has a tremendous amount of freedom, and the institutional forms are beginning to dissolve in the face of that increased energy, 
and our world view is so much more expanded that these very narrow definitions of reality are are harder um, to believe. Um, we've also lost in the process any kind of um, governing structure on um, personal appetites, whether it's an appetite for power, for sexuality, um, for um, uh, taking advantage of others, for indulging oneself, for building up an empire, for how much stuff, for accumulating stuff, how much stuff is enough, for status and self-worth, being uh, based completely on external factors. I mean, it's it's really quite a wild time. Um, and as a as a consequence of that, you know, the the idea that there's actual irrefutable governing principles for human life is just getting very very confused. Now, the good news is, people's values are are becoming as a result of experience. When I was one of those in the 60s, one of the hippies sort of moving through and changing the mores of our nation and then became part of Ananda in the 70s where many of us were part of that generation that were just breaking all the norms. And Swami Kriyananda was the representative of a very orthodox spiritual tradition, but he was the leader of our little band and we... We're now moving from just mere hedonism into self-development through meditation and spirituality. But we were still um, quite rebellious against many traditional standards, including sexual mores and so on like that. Someone asked Swamiji the obvious question, what do you think of what we called then the sexual revolution? What do you think of the sexual revolution? Well, given the orthodox spiritual tradition he came from, you would, you would have expected him to give a moralistic um, negation of its value. But he said, in a certain sense, it's a good thing. He said, because people are making experience rather than dogma the criterion of their values. And he said, and this was the condition, and if they are honest about their experience, they will gradually discover true values. If we are honest about our experience, we will discover true values. And of course, if we are honest, depends on our point of view, how long the perspective is, you know, just all kinds of other things about this. But God is not mocked, as the Bible tells us. We are just made a certain way. And certain behaviors bring happiness and certain behaviors don't. But it's really better, odd as it may seem, not to take anybody's word for it. Because if we're merely suppressing um, our own beliefs in order not to have to go to hell or not to have to be embarrassed in front of um, someone we're trying to impress or not to disappoint our mother, when the pressure is on us, we won't, we won't be able to hold to it. So Swami here is, is trying to get us to come back to um, a very basic principle, and it's actually an essential motto of Ananda where there's dharma, and dharma means right action. And right action is defined not necessarily by society's norms. Right action is that which leads to expanded consciousness. And expanded consciousness depends on who we are. That doesn't mean we can flaunt flaunt, um, 
common sense behavior. I mean, you may want to eat nothing but chocolate and then just claim that I will still be healthy. But you might get away with it for a while, but sooner or later, the immutable laws of nature will catch up with you. You may say, I'm going to speak my mind and I don't care whether people like it or not. This is just the way I am. And if I don't like what you're doing, I'm just going to tell you. Well, you can do that. That's just fine. You have the freedom to do it. Don't be surprised if you have no friends because there are immutable laws, which is if you make yourself obnoxious and unwelcome, people are going to shun your company. And you may defend your right to speak your mind as much as you like, but your experience is going to show you what the consequences of that are. So then if your value becomes In order to have friends, I have to be one, rather than my mother told me to be nice and what does she know? You know, you find out. And then values that you have from experience um, are truly your own, just as simple as that. I, um, (coughs) excuse me for a moment. Then Swami also puts another point in here, which is very important for us to realize, which is that human nature is quite unreliable. And so one of the wishful thinking values that we want to have is that people will, you know, live up to their word. If someone tells me they're going to do something, they'll do it. Or let me phrase it differently, that people ought to behave. But people can only behave to the extent that they have the self-mastery to do it. And here's a clue about how you can find out whether that's true or not. You can only behave according to how much self-mastery you have. Just think how many times in the course of one day we make a resolution and just are not able to keep it. Think how many times we say, you know, this time when so-and-so speaks to me like that, I'm going to remain perfectly calm. And we don't. In one of these recent... um, uh, aphorisms that I was talking about. I was talking about an incident in my own life when it was a very important conversation with Swami Kriyananda and two other people. And I absolutely resolved not to be defensive. And darned, as soon as the conversation started, there I was being defensive. I knew every philosophical and personal reason why I shouldn't be, but there it was. Human nature is ever unreliable. Human nature can be extremely well intended, or it can be actually quite maliciously intended. But whichever it is, it's entirely unreliable. But the divine law is completely dependable. Where there is dharma, where there is right action, where I am acting according to my best lights in a way that will expand my consciousness, which includes standing up for myself against bullies when it's necessary, not allowing people to take advantage of me if they're small-minded enough to think that they can. It doesn't mean always being nice. It means expanding our consciousness by standing by the truth. And that's dharma. That's right action. Right action is acting according to true principles, sometimes irregardless of whether people like it or not. And if we live by integrity and, and sincerity and right action and truth as best we understand it, that will create the magnetism that will always bring us victory. Perhaps not immediately, but in the end. So 
there, uh, Swamiji tells this story that he, he really, um, that really illustrated this point to him. He picked up a hitchhiker once when he was just going down the road. He didn't always pick up hitchhikers, but sometimes he felt to. This man was in the car, and the man spun for him a big hard luck story about all the things that were tough in his life. And then he asked Swami for some money. And uh, Swami had very little money at the time. He was, he was not earning. He was, he was between having been in the monastery and starting Ananda. And so he was just in the middle, sort of trying to find his own way. So he said to the man, I don't have very much money. I think maybe at $25. He said, but I'll give you half of it. So he, he gave him half of it. And the man said, don't worry. And he took his name and address very carefully. He said, don't worry. I'm going to pay you back. I wouldn't want you to lose your faith in humanity. And Swamiji answered him. He said, what little faith I ever had in humanity. He said, I have long since lost he said, it's not you I am trusting. He said, it's God I'm trusting. And Swami to himself said, you know, I have no idea whether this man is telling me the truth, but if he is, I really feel that it is my duty to help him. And if he's not, well, that's his problem for being dishonest and taking advantage of me. But I, at least, have done the right thing. In that particular case, that's how Swami saw it. Okay, And he said, if, if, if you don't return the money to me, then God will return it in his own good time. And that's the principle of where there is dharma, there is victory. I'm thinking, just because of, we're talking about people who ask for money, on another occasion, I was walking with Swamiji in a pedestrian mall. As it happened, we were in Europe, but it doesn't matter. And this young, rather fit man, he looked to be in his 30s, he walked up to Swamiji and asked him for money. And Swami said, you're a young, strong man. You shouldn't be begging. You should be working for your money. And then Swami gave him like a pittance, you know, like 50 cents or $1. He said, because you've asked me, I'm going to give you a little. And he opened his wallet and there was a lot more in it. But this is all I'm going to give you. You should be ashamed of yourself. (laughs) Because that was appropriate in that response. But Swami didn't want to be miserly because maybe he needed the money. But this was not the proper way for him to be behaving. And so each was dharma in its own way. So, Swami says, Trust life, even if you cannot trust people, for human nature is unreliable, but life itself is ruled by immutable law. Right action leads always, in the end, to victory. God bless you, my friend. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.